0: Okay, welcome to Free Association. It's five thirty on the thirtieth of May, twenty twenty-three, and I was going to play some clips of uh, people talking about Boris Johnson, and the the story that's that's happening today is the COVID nineteen inquiry requesting Boris Johnson's diaries and WhatsApp messages. So that's gonna roll on until Thursday now. Uh, The deadline was this afternoon at four o'clock, but it's been extended to Thursday at four o'clock. So we've gotta wait for that story to really break and see if there's any legal action gonna happen and whether they hand over his diaries or not. They'll probably hand over most of it and redact the bits that are embarrassing, but uh, the woman running the inquiry doesn't seem to want redactions, so that's a good sign. I'm not holding out much hope for the COVID-19 inquiry, but at least she's she's standing her ground. So that's a start. And uh, if, if she's got a broad enough remit, then she might actually look at uh, vaccineing. would really put the cat among the pigeons. I thought, as well as playing the clips, we could have a little bit of fun with this uh, COVID-19 diary story. So it's Boris Johnson's Diaries. Uh, I asked uh, OpenAI, ChatGPT, so Artificial Intelligence, uh, to come up with a, a diary entry for Boris Johnson for the 20th of March 2020 in the style of Winston Churchill and he came up with a couple I asked it twice and he came up with a couple so I'm going to read these I'm not going to do an impression of Winston Churchill or Boris Johnson I'm just going to read what it what it said and actually the first one's disappeared now which is strange but the second one's still there that's weird oh I'll tell you what There's a little arrow there that needs to go backwards on. Okay, that's fine. Right, so March 20th, 2020. Dear diary, it's with heavy heart that I append these words today as our nation faces one of its greatest challenges in recent history. The spectre of COVID-19 looms over us, threatening the lives and well-being of our people. And as the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, it falls upon my shoulders to lead our nation through these turbulent times. Just as my esteemed predecessor Winston Churchill did during World War II, much like Churchill, I find solace in the power of words and the indomitable spirit of our people. The enemy we face today may not be as visible—a visible foe visible like that, like the Luftwaffe—but make no mistake, it is equally insidious. It is a silent, invisible adversary that has infiltrated our shores, spreading its contagion and wreaking havoc on our society. And keep in mind that Boris Johnson used to practice Winston Churchill speeches in front of the mirror when he was a child. So he's always wanted to be Winston Churchill and he got his opportunity. So if imagination doesn't create reality, how do you account for Boris Johnson in his reality? So Churchill once said, difficulties mastered are opportunities won and so we must rise to the occasion and confront this crisis head on. Just as he rallied the British people with his stirring speeches, I too must inspire and unite our nation in this fight against COVID-19. Our strategy diary centres around a concept called flattening the curve. It involves implementing strict measures to short, to slow the spread of the virus, thereby reducing the burden on our healthcare system and saving countless lives. Churchill himself understood the importance of strategic planning and adaptive tactics in times of crisis, and we are employing similar principles today. I have addressed the nation, urging them to adopt social distancing measures, to stay at home whenever possible to protect the vulnerable members of our society. The sacrifices we're asking our citizens to make are significant, but they're necessary to ensure the welfare of all. We're mobilizing our healthcare professionals, increasing the increasing testing capacity and investing in research for a vaccine. So this is very detailed for artificial intelligence. And it's very specific to one day in 2020. And I, I asked it to include Flattening the Curve and Churchill. So it's done what I've asked it to do, but I'm interested in the fact that it's come up with a diary entry that's very specific for that day, or seems to be, at least. So I don't know whether, it, whether it's, just, it's just me reading that into it, but I, I did ask for a diary entry for the 20th of March 2020, and it seems to have done that based on the information that was available at that time. Anyway, I'm not going to read it all. There's another there's another three paragraphs of that stuff. It's all Churchillian. And that's just the first one I asked it to do. It did it did a variation on a theme the second time it was roughly it was, it was quite similar. And it's always hedging its bets this artificial intelligence business. It's always this and that and uh, it never picks one one thing, it's always hedging its bets Anyway, that was what it came up with. I was I'm quite impressed with Chat GPT, I has to be said. It's fun. It came up with a tribute to Tina Turner in the style of Chaucer last week for me. Because I asked it to. And I was reasonably impressed with that as well. So I'm gonna have fun with, with Chat GPT, I think. I'm gonna keep posting these these things. If they if they look good I'm not I'm just having fun with it. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's not going to take over the world and kill everybody. I'm just having fun with it, all right? Don't come down on me like a ton of bricks because I'm playing with artificial intelligence, please. Use a bit of common sense about it. We're not putting it in charge of nuclear power stations. Unfortunately, uh, you think about uh COVID-19 and artificial intelligence. It was artificial intelligence that came up with the model of the virus in the first place. Well it's a model based on a model based on a model based on a model. So it's just a, co- a collection of bits of protein, basically, that generated by a computer. And so, in my world, viruses don't exist. But now that we've got a computer involved, it's created a virus, so now, now viruses do exist, but they're computer generated viruses artificially computer generated virtual viruses that then become physical because we can manufacture them or manufacture parts. So we're living inside that this particular bit of reality is computer generated. The COVID nineteen bit of reality is computer generated. So we probably ought to remember that as well. So there are there are some concerns. And I'm aware of the concerns, but I am still playing with Chat GPT, Uh on whatever basis. Uh, so have fun with it. If the 4pm deadline
1: passes and the government decides it's not going to comply in full with the, the ruling by Baroness Hellett, then in theory um, they could be committing a criminal offence under the Inquiries Act um, and criminal proceedings could be taken. Um, another option is that the Baroness Hallett could refer the matter to the High Court and the High Court would then make an order deciding what to do next. Um, and then a third option is that the government could tell Baroness Hallett that they're going to judicially review her and they have until next week, early next week to do that because only, it's only 14 days. Um, from the decision that was taken. And if they if they decide to judicially review her, it's unlikely that any enforcement action will be taken in the meantime, but that would be heard, I suspect, pretty quickly by the High Court.
2: Um, Boris Johnson has said the request for um, his WhatsApp messages and um, the diary entries could breach government rules on disclosure because of national security issues.
1: I don't think national security is the issue here because I think, from my understanding of the ruling, um, Baroness Heller accepts that certain um, elements would be re- would not be provided to her on a national security basis. I think it's the it's the it's the other things. It's the it's the material which isn't connected directly to the COVID response. But Baroness Heller says, "I want all of I want everything related to everything that was happening in that period, um, because I want to see uh, what pressures." the Prime Minister was under and, and his officials and what other issues they were dealing with to get the full context of what was happening happening during this extraordinary crisis. So it's a, it's a very wide request and quite an unusual one, um, but um, one that um, Baroness Hellett says, well, I I know I'm the decider of relevance and I because of the in extremely unusually wide um, terms of reference that I have, I really do need to see everything um, to get the full picture.
2: And as we were saying, there is um, precedent. Previously, it wasn't a judicial inquiry. It was a public inquiry, uh, the Chilcot Inquiry. But uh, the committee um, was told that it would be able to request any British document and call on any British citizen to give evidence. But we were just um, debating that with our previous contributor, saying that that was back in 2009. That was before WhatsApp messages. People are much more um, uh, easy to speak to each other, much more... um, Open, one might say, uh, with each other on something like WhatsApp. Does something like that need to be taken into account?
1: Well, there's no, um, there's nothing unusual in the in the court and inquiry system of seeing WhatsApp messages. Um, they've been and, and text messages generally have been they're disclosable. They're relevant if they're relevant documents. They are. Um, they need to be disclosed to courts and they are on a, as a matter of course i mean in, in lots of cases that i'm involved in with the government you you see messages because that's as you say a lot of the time that's how public officials communicate to each other the 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 sort of wider question is in the context of a of an all encompassing emergency response which the pandemic was it was a very it wasn't a usual sort of public issue where there would be parcels of time and meetings devoted to it It was you'll remember it was it dominated the news It dominated everything for two years um you could barely um get to do anything else without it involving covid and i think when you've got a series of whatsapp messages between government officials during that period um, a, a lot of it will be relevant because of context, but also I think the other thing that, that Baroness Hallett is worried about is that she's not. If the government decides what's unambiguously irrelevant, which is the words that it's using, um, it's going. She doesn't trust that, that that will encompass everything she needs. So in the example, what they did to prove to her, to try and prove to her that they were doing a good job, they they provided a, a short section of messages which was unredacted to say, look, we've given you everything in the previous um, bundle of documents. We've given you everything that we should have. And she said, well, actually, there were messages in that you redacted that related to the police response to the Sarah Everard vigil, which was all about the COVID rules. So um, I, that's not a good start. and Not a promising start, she said in the ruling. And I think that that's the other main reason that she's not willing to allow the government itself to be the decider of its own of, of relevance. She says, I'm the decider of relevance. I'm the inquiry chair. I have a much better Better understanding of what i need to be worrying about than you do so i think that's where that's where she's coming from and, and um that would be the issue or the justification that would be um, presented to a court if it ever goes to court
2: that's interesting what's your best guess on what's going to happen adam before i let you go
1: um i <laughs> have absolutely no idea i mean it's it's not it's not a situation i've seen before it's not that the width of the request is I think um, unprecedented or at least close to unprecedented in a public inquiry, but I can entirely see the logic um, because the COVID uh Pandemic itself was unprecedented, so we are we are in legally speaking untested waters, which is why the government um, the government will be really worried about setting a precedent of being having to give everything, um, even documents which don't relate to a particular crisis, to inquiries. Um, so they may be um, willing to take the take the public um, risk of challenging it, and um, and we'll see what
2: happens.